Welcome to the Addiction Connection podcast, connecting the hope of the gospel with the heart of addiction. I'm Mark Shaw, and I've got Jim Quigley from Freedom Farm Ministries in Boone, North Carolina, with me on the Zoom. Howdy, Jim. Howdy, Mark. How are you today? (laughs) I'm good. I know uh, regular viewers will detect your cold because I did. It sounds... um, like you're getting over something, and I'm sorry about that, brother. But I'm glad you. Yeah, you should have heard me a few days ago. Well, <laughs> you could you couldn't because I could barely speak. So really, <laughs> yeah. So you you lost your voice, and yeah, it was bad. Yeah, just all, you know, like a sinus infection, bronchitis. You know, you know something like that. Well, that's a. This is a great segue into our topic because maybe. You should have been euthanized in your sickness. What you I knew thinking? you were going to go there. I knew you were going to go there. And, you know. <laughs> I'm um, always push, pushing for euthanasia for you, but not not for me, of course. Uh, <laughs> no. To depart and be with the Lord would be much better for me. So Yes. Yeah. That That's out of love. It's always yeah. it's out of love. <laughs> that's how I took it. You know, it felt the love yeah. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you suggested I be euthanized. all out of love yeah yeah well well i um i want to read scripture first and i've got pulled up here genesis chapter 1 verse 26 this says then god said let us make man in our image after our likeness and let him let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And I love verse 28. And God blessed them. God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the seas and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And... It the reason I share this is the great value of us people, uh, male and female, created in the image of God, uh, in his image and after his own likeness. And we have value because he made us and then he gave us dominion over all the other animals. So we're different in that sense than they are. And our topic today is this new Bill C-7. Now, the last thing I've read about it, Bill C-7, just to give people a little bit of history here, it's a Canadian bill that is expanding assisted suicide laws to include the mentally ill and even possibly mature minors. So you've got a bill in Canada that's um, the Bill C-7. It's going to be an act to amend the criminal code in medical assistance in dying. So they're they're removing some of the uh, restrictions to to stop people from from doing this. And supposedly people can uh, ask to be uh, euthanized. So that that's why I made the little reference there in the first part of this. Um, I don't want you euthanized, Jim. Do you know that? So, <laughs> um, yeah, but this made, 
What's that? I said I feel better now. Oh, good, good. <laughs> the medical assistance in dying, MAID, M-A-I-D. Medical assistance in dying is what I wanted to talk about. Now, they're already, so they're expanding it for kids or mature minors, as they call it. They're also talking about uh, the homeless can pursue this choice, the poor, the disabled, uh, those in chronic pain, newborn infants. It, it's um, it's really, really sad to me uh, how many people already can get euthanized in Canada as a medical care issue. So if you're in a category and you you one of these categories and you choose to be killed, the, the medical people are giving you medical care. That's the, the cloak on this uh, to, to let you go and uh, end your life. And so to me, they're missing the value of what I just read in Genesis 1 that were made in the in the likeness and the image of God. So Jim, tell me about how the the addicted, which are going to be substance use disorder, SUD, they're going to be deemed mentally ill. Somebody with that diagnosis, do they have any value? Have you ever seen anyone transform from being addicted to being someone who contributes to society? <laughs> hey, there's well, one. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I fall in that category. And, uh, you know, you recently uh, shared with us uh, some of your past struggles on a podcast. So you fall in that category. So, you know, obviously the answer is yes. Um, people are, are set free from bondage. And then the uh, bondage that we are in makes us more um, more equipped to be able to, to uh, help others out and understand a little bit um, the specific details that that um, that th those uh, those uh, sins can can bring about in someone's life. That's why typically uh, people that um, that uh, work in capacities like I do, um, you know, they come from the background. But I do want to I do want to say that you know it doesn't mean to work in a back in, in, with the addiction. You don't have to have struggled with addiction specifically. I mean just struggle with uh, sin and uh and no no really know how to uh to uh, have victory over sin in Christ and you can help the addicted um there's a handy little book on the right on the behind your uh, shoulder uh that that helps a lot with that uh interesting temptation and sin and helping people deal with those types of things but yeah of course um of course uh people that are set free from sin um, can be uh, can be um, uh, 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 very valuable within the church. Uh, they're valuable to the to the one that set them free. That's why he set them free. Um, so that should say enough. But you know, here's the interesting thing: um, the way I just said it, you know, uh, nobody would argue with the fact that um, that uh, of course, if you've been set free from sin, you're valuable in a church. But it's only when we start putting specific labels on things when people start to question it right it's like well can can someone that has a mental illness or can somebody you know that's where we 
we start to um, to dissect human beings. Well, that's not right. Compartmentalize human beings in little categories, and 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 the worthy and the word the not worthy, and and that's how you get to things like this. To where, hey, you know, um, uh, this category of people, you know, are not worthy. So, I mean, it, 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 so you know, of course, it's it's just much easier to swallow the pill than then we can just, you know, get rid of them because they're just not worthy because it, where's the, where's the worth and value being derived from? It's from individuals making up those categories and not, not, not uh, listening to the get category God that you just read, you know, right from the beginning that God made humans in his image and that, that gives them value um, right there, you know, uh, saved and unsaved. That's why Christians love enemies. That's why we love uh, other human beings, even though that they, they a lot of times uh, they 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 hate us. You know, they hate us because we uh, we uh, submit to our Creator and we love Him and we worship Him, and they worship themselves and uh, worship the uh, the uh, the creation and. Uh, we we still love them because we know that that uh, their hearts are not not uh, um, uh, 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 impossible to be overtaken by the Holy Spirit and changed and transformed. So we always look at life as with potential, right? All life has has potential, right? So potential to to glorify God. You know, um, I'm teaching my kids. We're we're, uh, we're doing the New City Catechism at home right now and it's been really fun because they just love it uh, and uh the, the you know so you get shorter answers for the kids you know question four is uh how and why did god create us and it said uh god created us uh male and female in his image to glorify him and you know my my uh my son loves telling me that he asks me that question now like when we're driving he's like hey dad how and why did God create us? And he like sits there and smiles because he knows the answer. He wants to hear me say it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, human beings were created in his image to bring him glory and, yes. uh, and giving human beings the, uh, the autonomy to snuff out life. Um, yeah. That just doesn't, uh, it's sad, you know, isn't it? It is. It's sad. Mm. You know, I saw a guy. I don't, I don't know if I told, I didn't tell you this, but I saw a guy being interviewed um, when it came to discussion about this case. Um, it was mm. somewhere on social media, and uh, he was seriously thinking about hoping that the bill passes. Do you know why he wanted to kill himself? Um, because he 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 wanted the freedom to be able to take himself out because he said he was going to be homeless soon because his mm. savings was running out. And he was, he was uh, not going to be able to sustain his life. And he said, I'd rather just be dead than homeless. So wow. I, wow. I'm hoping the bill passes so that I can choose to just end my life. I mean, the guy was literally on TV saying that. Yeah. yeah. He's, I, I currently have my apartment for ne next so many months. As soon as I lose it, I have no more. Uh, that's it for me. I'll be homeless. And I'd, I'd rather just be dead. Wow. I, I I mean, part of me is hoping that he was just getting a space to to maybe get people to say, hey, don't kill yourself. We'll help you out. You know, right, I hope he wasn't right. 
I hope he was just, you know, you know, trying to manipulate people for money or something, you know, or for resources. Yeah. Uh, That'd I be hope much he wasn't better. I hope he wasn't really thinking that I, you know, just ending my life would be much better than being homeless. Yeah. That's sad. It is. It is. I, I remember going to a homeless meeting long time ago and um and the guy who was leading it had the community there and he said no one wants to be homeless and one guy raised his hand he goes stood up i do and the guy i obviously knew the man said richard sit down you don't want to be homeless oh he's so funny you know but he really did and um you know i i'll never forget that like it it undermined the guy's whole point and uh it's sad to me that people get to this place and i remember when uh, we were at Briarwood Presbyterian Church, what a great church that was. Um, we went to church there. And we did the catechisms for our older two kids when we were there. They were uh, your kids' ages, and the catechism was awesome. I mean, that question, and we were doing it in our house, so good. You know, who made you? God. You know, what else did God make? All things. Of course, you're probably doing even a, the, a little different version than that, but um at Briarwood, Pastor Harry Reeder used to say, we have a culture of death. Everything focuses and centers on death, you know, and you, you've got the abortion issue and euthanasia. And, and this MAID, M-A-I-D, Medical Assistance in Dying, has been around in Canada since 2016. So this isn't something new that we're talking about. They're just expanding it now for mentally ill, which would include substance use uh, disorder and other users of drugs and people like this guy who think, you know, I don't have savings, I'm going to be homeless, I might as well be dead than be homeless. And and um, and, and so when Pastor Reader talked about the culture of death, uh, I'll never forget that. And that was, that was a long time ago. I can't remember if that was, that was probably 15 years ago that he used to talk about that. And it's only gotten worse this obsession with death yeah and um you know it's funny you're bringing up back when i was full of full of fire and you know uh passion when i was in my early 20s and um i was learning about things about christianity that i had just never been exposed to one of the things that i in my i think 24 to 26 i really got on this whole it's when I learned about intelligent design, which was like this movement trying to be be put in schools, you know. Um, and I started watching these videos about intelligent design, and and I got so excited about it that I actually got to the point to where, you know, in my thinking, I was like, you know, I have friends that I was in high school with that committed suicide, right? And I was like. I really was trying to figure out how how is it that if we were taught that we are products of evolution, right? Um, and uh, and uh, you know that we this is just it, right? There is no heaven, uh, there is no afterlife. Um, really, the only thing you can look to for value is is that are you going to be part of the species that c- carries on like do you have that that next slight mutation that's going to benefit the species that's that's going to be like you know 
passed on to the next species. That's that's really the only thing I, I like in that framework, in that worldview that you can look at to be proud of, right? Like, like I have some something genetically that's going to make my species benefit in the future. Well, most of my friends had terrible self-images, right? They didn't feel like they fit up or met up or, you know, uh, uh, you know, they just, they were outcasts, right? So they absolutely did not feel like they brought anything special to the table. And so if that's really, I mean, what else, I mean, what else, what other meaning can you derive out of that system? I, I don't know of any, um, you know, I mean, there's nothing special about me as far as, you know, if I, if I look my, look at the, the, the slew of athletes that are out there, right. I don't, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I'm not any of that, you know, uh, the people that brain power that, you know, I don't have, I'm not a genius, you know? So, I mean, what do I bring to the table? You know? So, I mean, why, why, why was it wrong for them to the, come to the conclusion that like my, my life means nothing. I'd rather just not live this pain anymore. Right. Right. Boy, that's a, that's a whole different thing, but that goes back to our verse the, in Genesis one we're made in the uh, image of God and in his likeness and, and, it's not about what we can contribute to society and make it a better place. I, I've always disliked that a little bit. That puts all the focus on making the world a better place. I don't see that in Scripture. I see where God says uh, we are to lead people to Him and thereby get, helping them to have eternal life, sharing the hope of the gospel. Uh, to everybody, no matter what the issue, and and seeing people saved and born again will, I think, will make the world a better place. But it'll it'll certainly populate heaven. I want to see people saved and and in heaven forever. And um, but there are a lot of people who don't want that. They you know you share the gospel and they reject, and you know there you are. But uh, yeah, so I I'm. Uh, yeah, I understand people thinking, you know, I have nothing to offer this world and this culture, and I have no savings. I have nothing to live for. And, and here's what's scary about the expansion of this to me, this Bill C-7 in Canada, is mature minors. So now doctors, medical care people talking to a minor who they deem mature, and that's in the eye of the beholder. So I'm talking to a mature minor who's 13, and they want out, <clears throat> and I'm going to let them go. We're going to help assist them in uh, suicide, really. So that's yeah. That, it just it it oh, I'm all under the guise of medical care. We're caring for people. We're taking care of them, giving them what they want. And um, man, there are moments in life where it's hard, it's sad, you feel like you can't go on, but you and I know there's hope. <clears throat> so I want to I wanna ask you, without giving a name, uh, tell me a story of hope real quick as we wind up our podcast here. Uh, and I'll give you a second to think. I did want to say this. I was reading and guess what state jim if you could guess one of the 50 states 
the first one that approved medically assisted suicide with a law that went into effect in 1997. Which state would you guess? And it's it's not, I'll give you a clue, it's not North Carolina, your home state, nor is it Kentucky, my home state. But it's a pretty, pretty far out there state. We'll just say that. We talk about it a lot on, on the pro- program. California? You're close. You're close. Go a little further north. Washington State? Lower. Oregon. Oregon, there you go. Third guess, it counts. It's a bronze medal. Yeah, Oregon, Oregon, and uh, California. You see, my Colorado, life means nothing. I, can, I can't even get a gold medal. I'm just as bronze, you know. So. <laughs> your, your DNA, your genetics, sir. See? see? Yeah. Well, and similar laws are in California, Colorado, Hawaii, Maine, New Jersey, New Mexico, Vermont, Washington State, and Washington, D.C., all with residency requirements. And Montana's Supreme Court has ruled that their state law does not prohibit medical aid in dying. So you've got lots of states with some uh, some version of this kind of thing that's going on in Canada. Since 2016, this medically assi- medical assistance in dying made, I have an acronym for it, M-A-I-D. And if people think we're making this up, Check out the notes in the, the comment section. We put notes in there and links for you to research it yourself. Um, so we'll end with a positive story, Jim. I gave you a little time to think it through there, but I, I did give you a quiz. So, But I, th- I think you have a lot to offer our species. I think you're oh, very bright. Well, thanks. So yeah. I'm going to give you a, a real recent one um, that really just struck my heart recently. I had a guy that he's currently here. and. Uh, he came in here and he was a special difficult. Um, uh, he was constantly calling us uh, racists. Mm-hmm. He told us, he told us that he was um, a Muslim. I don't think he even knew what that meant, but he just was one of those guys that just wanted to argue to argue. And we didn't, we didn't argue with him. We just continued to, Hey, look, we understand, but this is what we're going to teach you. And we just kept on. And uh, he uh, he told us about a month ago, yeah, I'm not a Muslim. I'm a Christian. And uh, he, he made a profession of faith. And uh, he recently, uh, there was, we go to uh, our men, our men in the third and fourth phase of our program, go to the church for a men's group. Uh, so they're mixing with men at our church. And one of the men sent out an email last week, said that, uh, you know, because of some some family issues and whatnot, he really could use some help um, doing some construction at his house. And um, and this guy uh, that moved up here, you know, six months or so ago, thought we were all racist. And uh, he is a minority, I'll tell you, I'll tell you that. uh, he he signed up and he showed up at the guy's house this Saturday with 16 other men from that group and wow. worked worked for free uh, helping this guy out, which was made us all kind of turn our head. We were a little like, look, well, look at that. <laughs> and uh, and I got a report from another teacher that he's the most active guy in the class right now, asking all kinds of great questions. So. 
Yeah, he was a mess when he came in here. Um, mm. A special kind of mess, like I said. But <laughs> God loves to turn those special kind of messes around, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool to see. I call it a foe. When a foe becomes a friend, you know, an enemy becomes a friend. And uh, and I do think you gave reference to that in, in Matthew 5, verse 43. Jesus was teaching and said, you have heard it, it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. Mm. And um, I mean, well, let me keep reading. For he, It says, for he makes his son, S-U-N, rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You, therefore, must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. And that perfect is the idea of maturity and and having that same kind of uh, perfect love toward our enemies. Yeah, so... Um, you, you mentioned that. that that's a great, it, it, there's so much hope that we have in this approach. And, and I'll tell you, when I started working in addiction counseling in 1991, um, doing disease, 12 steps and, and all that kind of stuff, by 1998, 99, I was, I was ready for a change. I was burned out. I didn't see the hope, you know, what's the point of being sober in this miserable life and da 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 da. <clears throat> and boy, when I got on to biblical counseling, it really changed my life. It helped me to not be burned out. It helped me to have hope for people because the hope is in God. And and I've witnessed and you've witnessed, you just shared one little story, but we've witnessed God change lives, our own lives but also the people that we've been had the honor to serve in addiction ministry. Yeah. It's great. We are peddlers of hope, aren't we? We are. We are. We got lots of it. Well, thanks, Jim. Always a pleasure, Mark. Hope you feel better and uh, take care of that little family. Keep learning those catechism uh, doing that whole thing that's a great that's a great thing i'm i'm so yeah i can't wait to, talk to to phoebe and jp about that that's gonna be fun yeah. they're yeah. gonna school me those are bright kids they must get it from their mother yeah i think so <laughs> i had to zing you one time before we we go <laughs> well thanks well, thank you <laughs> well i want to thank everybody for watching happy holidays and Take care. God bless. God bless.